All right, hello, and uh, welcome to the podcast, Life in a Jar. I'm just starting this out. Um, We shall see how this goes. Uh, Originally, I had a beautiful 20-minute podcast on um, the future generation and where it's going. It was beautiful. Uh, Fortunately, I lost that, though, because um, the uh, editing software kind of just crashed and Therefore, my recording crashed as well. But um, so I'm kind of gonna go on a tangent today, kind of just going with the flow. Just only gonna spend like ten minutes, uh, kind of just talking about what I feel like talking about, to be honest. So we shall see where I start. But I feel like starting on the topic of college admissions and things like that because um, recently in the news there was um, that issue about Lori Laughlin. I don't even know how to say it. Um, Lori Laughlin, I think, um, and how her daughter, daughters, um, went, got into, uh, USC because she paid $500,000 to bribe, um, them in, I guess, to get them in. So I kind of want to talk about that just because Um, I'm personally about to go into college soon, so I think it's kind of a relevant topic, especially since, um, I worked very hard for my grades and, you know, getting into the colleges I wanted to get into was very important for me. So to have someone like that who didn't necessarily, or, you know, probably deserves to get into a specific college, but got in because of money just seems unfair, uh, not right at all. Um, it does bug me a little. Um, but to be honest, I feel like a lot of colleges, especially like Ivy Leagues, their admission process is just jumbled. I feel like it's very biased. Um, I feel like they take people in that they need to take in. I mean, it's true. I mean, really, colleges are businesses. They take in who they need. Like, I mean, I I went on a tour of Brown and Brown, you know, when they were talking about the admission process, they did say, you know, we get so many good students, but hey, if we need an oboe player and there is an oboe player, we're going to take them, you know? They take they take what they need. It's it's a business. It's it's really uh, that's what it is, but I I get that, like, you know, it's, I guess, I get that there might be so many kids that are in the same level, and it's so hard to just choose one, that's, for me, that's, like, having a hundred really awesome, like, ice cream flavors to choose from, that's pretty hard, but I just, that's kind of understandable, I guess, but, when there's someone trying to bribe $500,000 to get in your college and then you take them over someone who's so much more worthy of that spot, it's then just really frustrating um, and really unfair. Yeah, so that's kind of my ideas on that. I'm just going to kind of keep it short and brief on that topic. Um... Moving on to my other topic I want to talk about. I also wanted to talk about kind of like technology and stuff and how it's pretty toxic for just everyone in general. I mean, 
it has its ups and it has its downs. Uh, definitely a down is the addiction mentality that everyone has, including myself. Um, I'm not going to lie about that. Um, for, for example, one of the really toxic things is social media. I mean, social media literally makes everyone antisocial. I mean, I said this on my 20-minute podcast that I don't have anymore, unfortunately, but I was saying how social media just makes us antisocial, obviously, um, because instead of having to physically call a friend that maybe you haven't talked to in a couple of months or, you know, meeting them in person, you can just go on their story, their Snapchat story, their their Instagram posts and, and go through that, go through their profile, you know, or text them, just this quick little text and or a little message on a social media app and you can talk to them that way. But you're not, you're not talking to them in person and you're not talking to them by voice even. You're kind of just on a screen. Um, and that's just making you more antisocial. You now don't have to go out of your way to, to, to communicate with someone. You can just go on your phone, go on your social media apps and see what people are doing in their life. That's, that's all you have to do. It's really super antisocial. Um, I also touched on the topic of Snapchat stories, um, not Snapchat stories, Snapchat streaks and how toxic those are, especially for people my age and middle schoolers and all those people who have smartphones. Um, because I remember being a freshman and having a bunch of Snapchat streaks with a bunch of my friends. Um, and then one time I went to Scotland um, and since it's international, since I live in the United States... I didn't really have service, so I had to wait till I got to my Airbnb to send Snapchat posts um, to my friends to keep the streak going. And one day I forgot, and I didn't do it, and I lost 300, 200, and 100 day streaks with all of my friends. Um, And I was devastated, but at the same time relieved, because now I didn't have to have this anxiety pit up in my stomach about sending a picture and keeping this stupid little number going up and and maintaining it um that was I was done with it but you know it's it's a serious problem that it's so stupid how like my generation you know is addicted to it like in the back of their heads like if they don't or their minds it's probably better phrased um if they don't send that that's like the end of the world, which is such a stupid little thing because there's so many other problems that are so more stressful, like paying bills and keeping grades up, um, trying to get in a certain college, like things like that, that are way more important than keeping a little itty bitty number up with your friends. It's like, just because you accidentally break a Snapchat streak doesn't mean that you're never friends with that supposed person ever again like they're gonna stop being friends with you because you break that like nothing's gonna happen the only thing that happens is that little itty bitty number on the screen just goes away but that's it it's nothing like it's not a big deal but that's that's how social media hooks us and keeps us going back is by those stupid little things 
it's a it's a never-ending cycle. You know, you go on you go on Instagram, then you go on Snapchat, then you go on Facebook, then you go on YouTube. Oh, but wait, what if something new happened on Instagram? Now you just keep going in a, in like a never-ending circle and something that should be like maybe a 20-minute break between like homework or something ends up becoming like 3-4 hours of you on your phone on social media when you could have been doing something else more productive. And like I'm a hypocrite cuz I'm 100% owning up to the fact that, you know, I do this crap, like, I do it, and that's how I'm easily able to talk about it, because I do this stuff, like, I witness it, and I personally, you know, am kind of addicted to my phone, um, and social media, so that's kind of just what I wanted to talk about, um, I could obviously go on and on, and I could, go off on a real tangent about my ideas on technology and uh, opinions on it. Um, But I really don't want to. I kind of want to make this short. Um, I might make some longer, uh, what do you want to call them, episodes? But for right now, I'm just going to keep it short and brief. Um, Yeah, I don't know how often I'm going to post. We'll see. Um, I'm kind of just starting this out. It's kind of like a little trial and yeah, we'll see where it goes. Um, Thanks for listening.